If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Recorded live. Shalom, phone on the record. This is Brother Robert in Israel. Father Judah. Uh, today's date is July 10th, 2018. Uh, we'll just do a brief roll call. Uh, this is Aboriginal Academy third degree class. Time is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And... Brother Hakeem, you there? Brother Hakeem? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Minister Shedrick, you there? Um, yes, sir, I'm here. Shalom, uh. Shalom, brother, how are you? How are you, man? I'm cool, man. Trying to see what's going on. Uh, Minister Lin, you there? Minister Lin, you there? I think you'll probably come on a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, brother Shedrick, Minister Shedrick, man. You hear anything about Brother Hakeem, brother? Um, no, I didn't uh, hear anything from Brother Hakeem. I mean, he didn't come last week. I At least I don't mm-hmm. remember. And uh, it was just me and uh, Minister Lynn. It was me and Minister mm-hmm. Lynn. And then um, you, when we were getting ready to, well, not getting ready to leave necessarily, but you came in when I was go, uh, uh, contemplating rather than how I wanted to leave early. And um, that would have made three of us. Um, but nonetheless, I haven't heard anything from him. Mm. Uh, that's, interesting, that's... but, you know. What's that? I say it's rather interesting, but, you know. It is, man, because, you know, the brother doesn't normally um, miss these days. Right. They miss these calls, man, you know. And I I think Minister Lynn probably be running a little late, you know. Probably gets in, yeah. I think, a couple minutes or so. So, all right, man, I guess it's just us three on the line, man. Yes, sir. Oh. And Shalom, yeah. um, my friend's on the line. Oh, Shalom, brother. Yeah, man. I don't know what's going on, my bro. You know, um, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's really interesting. Man. Nonetheless, I keep you going, man. Um. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, this semester, obviously, you don't have all the parties present, you know, to, um, I mean, you know, we, we have us three here in the class, but the whole objective is for um, us to have, like, a group study session, so right. to speak, and, uh, you know, try to work on some things and 
put some things possibly together or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, it's a little, a little difficult to do. You know, it's not difficult, but it's just it's just a situation where it's like, wow, you know, um, wonder what's going on. Hope brothers is all right, man. You know, but um, I guess and we just go ahead and chop it up how we've been doing, you know, um, with the class. I guess I'll just open the floor and see, you know, if the brothers got anything you want to drop or anything you want to talk about. I mean, this and also this um, this semester is a little shorter. This semester, obviously, we have next month, we have the whole month of consecration. So I think it's like this is what week two, and then we got like a couple more weeks, and then it's pretty much uh, – you don't come back until September, so um, and, and then considering that the brothers are not even here, you know, I mean, I guess just at this moment, um, I mean, we could do things here amongst ourselves, but um, I mean, it's, it's, it's up to you, brothers. I mean, you know, we could shoot the breeze. I mean, it's only four weeks of the class, whatever the case. But it's up to you, brothers. Okay, guys, want to do? I'm just open the floor. Brothers. Oh, well, you know, um, this is Minister Shelby, by the way. I'm, I'm like this, brother. I mean, because, you know, we've been in the, I've been in the nation for quite some time. And, um, you know, I came in a little bit after you, brother. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I came in a little bit after Brother Lynn. And I'll say that for the most part, you know, coming in and understanding um, what the nation has to do, um, it allowed me to um, see my strength and my weaknesses. And um, one of the things that I've always kind of just been consistent in is just making sure that I extend myself where I'm always needed. And I realized over time that once I started doing that, you know, it's just kind of been one of those things that I never really questioned doing because I know that we need that. We we need to be the type of people where no matter what's going on, we got to keep going, you know. And I look at it like with the third degree class in particular, this is supposed to be one of the classes where um, – those who have been in here for quite some time, we pretty much have to sharpen each other. And um, also this is the application level as well. But one of the things that I realized over time is that um, while we are here trying to sharpen ourselves and apply, we have to kind of realize exactly what it is that we are doing, what we're going to do, and what we need to do. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I can do the whole four weeks. <laughs> it doesn't bother me to do it. And, um, I mean, I don't care if we have to go straight through uh, consecration because at the end of the day, this is our time where we're supposed to build with each other. And, you know, it's not many, it's not, you know, every day that we have, you know, the time to actually build with each other outside of third degree. So, I take it as one of those things where everyone who's here, we've already, you know, kind of gotten to a point where Brother Priest has already kind of designated our roles. He has already kind of showed us what we need to do, but 
we do really need to strengthen ourselves before we go and make any kind of moves because we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where, um, number one, we end up in, you know, uh, any kind of debt that we can't get out of. Nine times out of ten, I'm pretty sure that we won't. Uh, but then we don't want to misuse the information that Brother Priest has give, given us. Because one of the things that I know he's prided himself on is just making sure that the information that he's given us got into the right hands and was used properly. You know, um, I know at the beginning, on the outset of the um, uh, class, uh, we had discussed formulating, you know, entities so that we can uh, prepare ourselves to apply. And, you know, I did ask the question, um, you know, what's going to happen with there being, you know, so many people starting to take a leave of absence. Um, and then I realized, you know, that we kind of got to kind of just keep going. Um, I kind of, you know, like I said before, this is our study group. Um, and, you know, maybe we don't apply, maybe we might not just apply off the bat. And that's okay um, because, you know, again, this is our study period, but we should at some point be prepared to go. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we uh, need to or have to, you know, just drop the ball. Um, and I'm not saying speaking on anybody in particular. I'm just saying that if we're in, you know, third degree, you know, we got to do what we need to do. And be consistent, you know, because, I mean, I feel like a day from a day out of tribes, to be truly honest with you, is almost kind of like a lesson lost. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like that, I guess, because I've been here all the time. And it's just like you learn something new all the time. And when you are, when we're around the nation or when we're in the nation, yeah, it just keeps us level-headed, you know, at least for me it does. Um, but I say, you know, I'm all for it, brother. I mean, I don't care if we have to talk the rest of the four weeks, but, I mean, as long as we're talking about the things that we need to do, um, I'm for it. And another thing, before I get ready to say this briefly, I, you know, one of the things that I also realize is that we're while we're in the application phase, we're also in the understanding of government phase. And, you know, I'm hoping that the brothers understand that, that this is not so much just about us formulating a business, but this is about us understanding how to formulate a government strong enough so that if minister priests ever decide to retire in any way, shape, or form, we can handle it. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to be prepared to run government as well as run a business. And at some point, those, you know, they're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but the concept is there, and we have to apply it in both ways. So while we're learning how to, you know, set up a business, we also need to learn how to organize government at the same time. And on that note, I yield. And sorry if I'm long with it, but I just had to make my point. Hold on, brother. Um, no problem. No, no. My my whole thing was like, um, regardless of whatever happens, we're still going to continue to to have the classes. 
You know what I'm oh. saying? Uh, the four weeks, we're still going to have it. It's not going to uh, stop us at all or anything like that. It's just my whole question that I pointed out was just to how we're going to approach uh, these next classes, you know, because this was uh, originally when we had these classes, it was originally supposed to be um, a group effort where we were going to set up the entities and, uh, you know, all of these other different type of things and whatnot. Um, like I said, you know, we can still keep doing it, doing what we're doing, uh, irregardless. The, the whole purpose of me opening the floor was to, to ask how you brothers would like to approach uh, the next couple of weeks in terms of, um, you know, what what type of... Oh, brother, are you there? I think he fell off. I think he fell off. He'll be back. Man, it always does that to me. I don't know why. It just cuts me off, man. Um, yeah, that's just generally uh, what uh, I just wanted to see how you brothers wanted to approach it. I mean, it's just at this point, uh, myself and brothers. So I just wanted to see what y'all opinions are. And you're, you're, you're right, brother. We still continue on. We still go on. And uh, we do what we got to do. That's definitely what the whole purpose is. We, we can't allow... Um, if, you know, whatever deficiencies we may have um, together to really forestall any progress. We definitely want to continue the progress going forward, regardless of anything that may kind of deter it. So, right. yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Uh, so my, my thing was just about more of the approach of the classes for, the, for a couple of weeks. Um, well, here's the thing. Because here, here's, um, I, I guess, this goes back to your question now that you brought it up and I kind of consider. Uh, with the with the elder Kedrick and uh, brother uh, Bernard absent, like you say, it is going to be kind of difficult. And, yeah, that is going to be kind of an interesting thing. I know we do need to keep moving forward, but, like, it's exactly what you're saying that I'm thinking about it, like exactly how are we going to approach um, the topics? Um, is it, and I mean, considering the fact that, if I'm not mistaken, I think, you know, one of the brothers took a leave of absence till December. <laughs> so um, how are we going to necessarily plan anything without them here? That is also a good question, like you asked before. Um, do you guys think that it will be safe to, I don't know, hold off on planning an entity, but in the, you know, the um, 
I guess you could say in the hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we can even plan an entity right now, even with them gone, because uh, we have to just we have to specify exactly who's going to do what, and we don't want to make any decisions without anybody either. Um, Minister, then what are your thoughts? Yeah, my my thoughts go back to what they've always been. If, if you don't have a reason for creating an entity, then you're putting the cart before the horse. So, I mean, we we never really decided on, um, you know, what what was going to be the, um, you know, what was going into the the indenture. Now, what I will say is, is that I think it would be, it would probably be a helpful exercise to do an outline of everything that needs to go into um everything that needs to go into that indenture, uh, depending on um, what what venture we go into. Because, again, the whole point is is that, um, just in my opinion, that the detail wasn't there really for us to be uh, productive. So I think going through the exercise of sort of fleshing it out with, you know, basics, you know, who are the grantors, who are the main trustees, um, who are going to be the beneficiaries, what are going to be the units of beneficial interest, like, you know, how are they benefiting? I mean, just, you know, basic things that you need to have in mind when you're creating a trust from an operational standpoint. Um, I think that that needs to be um, fleshed out a lot more and um yeah yeah i'll leave it at that that needs to be fleshed out more uh, yeah. so now for that brother yeah man i mean uh definitely gotta uh you know we're definitely gonna have to uh for, well first and foremost one of the main things we gotta do is because uh, the initial project that we did have, um, it kind of didn't go anywhere um, as intended. So um, that's one of the first things we definitely want to uh, get get definitely understood is what exactly are we going to go ahead and go do and what project or if any we're going to go ahead and go do. And, uh, I mean, the main issue, yeah, still stands is that, uh, of course, myself and you brothers definitely can do it, but then it would kind of, you know, almost kind of alienate the other brethren from the whole, you know, the whole group project thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I just, uh, I'm trying to sort that out, which because you know us three brethren, we we got definitely the information. Not saying that the other brothers don't either; they all do. We all do, but uh, like we can do it ourselves if we, if we put our minds to it. But the whole objective of the class is for us to definitely um, work on it as a group effort. But one of the main things that got to be done is that we all got to be here. <laughs> 
and we got to be on the same page, and we're going to have to understand exactly what it is that we are going to do. And um, definitely, like the brother mentioned, got to think it out. We have to put the people in the proper positions that they're going to work um, in in their capacities and, you know, make it happen. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's – uh, it's, it's just – it's something that uh, is, is interesting uh, coming forward now. So, um, you know, I hope I hope the brothers are are okay. You know, I just definitely hope that their well being is good and everything like that. My, my apologies, I hear brother. Yeah, Minister Lin, you about to say something? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Shalom. So, um, so uh, you know, th- th- this is my thoughts on it. I mean, number one, um, you know, I understand that you know there are a couple absences, um, or what have you. But uh, personally, I think we have a quorum, which is enough of um, a, a representation uh, remaining to be able to sort out some of these details that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, people thought was uh, going into the weeds and digging into the minutia a little bit too much. You know, I think we have to recognize that time is actually a currency and we can continue to spend it on nothing or we can start applying it from a standpoint of, you know, having these discussions that are going to uh, allow us to become a lot more familiar with, familiar with just how difficult doing one of these things is. And I think as, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing that I've learned in my years, uh, you know, working in the information technology field, uh, particularly dealing with uh, decision support systems and business intelligence and databases and things of that nature is that um, uh, information breeds inquiry. So what that means is is that the more questions you have, the more they get answered, the more questions you're going to have. And so I think one of the reasons why this has been an elusive goal for, you know, even the various um, brothers that have come before us is because this is actually um, self-governing, taking, you know, your, your your thoughts and being able to articulate them and, and record them in such a way as to give direction to somebody that's going to um, operate uh, in a fiduciary capacity outside of yourself. So the things that you don't um, explicitly express, you, you leave um, ambiguity and your wishes may not necessarily be carried out um, in a manner that uh, you deem appropriate. So it takes time. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. One of the one of the things that kind of frustrated me um, about this in the past is that there seemed to be some sort of um, seemed to be some sort of accelerated desire to just produce something without going through the the pains of being succinct and uh, deliberate about what you're doing. And that may be a hustler's mentality, but 
we're not hustling in this nation. We're conducting government. And when you haven't dealt in your own government, when you haven't operated in your own jurisdiction for over 400 years, that's not something you pick up overnight. You know, that, that is something that you develop over time through study, repetition, um, you know, testing of the competence, um, you know, and, and, and continuous improvement. So my thinking is, again, just the, the fundamentals with respect to um, a grantor, a grantor having property that he wants to dispose of with a responsible party that administers it for the benefit of a uh, class of beneficiaries. That <laughs> we can answer that question with just us people on this line right now, with just the brothers on the line right now. You 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 can start those conversations right now. Even if you don't have a business, we can use a dummy business. You you, you know the what was always um, expressed prior to now was doing a real estate investment trust. So let's break that down. I mean, it's not to say that we're getting ready to go out and create a real estate investment trust, but let's talk through it. Let's talk, talk, let's talk through the mechanics of what would it take to get us there. That is what we should be spending our time on is, is, you know, answering these hard questions, you know, going through and, because a, a lot of times, you know, you can think about stuff, you go over it in your head, and it makes sense, but then the the test of whether or not you got a grasp on what you want is being able to articulate that to somebody else and, they, and have them understand. And, again, I'm talking about in detail, not just at a high level. There are enough brothers on the line to where we can have those um, discussions. Nothing is etched in stone. But what these, in my mind, what these sessions should be are brainstorming sessions that are designed to flesh out the details, basically create a skeleton, and, you know, through future uh, fellowship, we'll um, begin to put bones on it. I mean, we'll begin to put, you know, tissue on that skeleton, meat on the skeleton, so to speak. Those are, um, you know, my thoughts on it. And, you know, like I said, you know, we, we got enough, uh, we have enough brain power on this line to be able to have these, um, you know, have these conversations. And I'm talking about from a philosophical standpoint, you know, from um, from a practical standpoint, um, you know, just just being able to take theory, at least make sure we're on the same page with respect to theory, and then being able to to tr- to start figuring out ways to actually apply this stuff. So, I mean, like fundamentally the reason why you have a trustee is because the trustee manages manages the trust asset and they're responsible for actually growing the assets um, on the behalf of the beneficiaries. And through that, they're able to charge a fee for that service. You know, part of, part of the growth, they actually um, receive as a recompense for their time and effort. So in, in, in thinking about that, I would say certain uh, ventures are going to match well with that overarching objective, and some won't. 
So we, you know, again, just fundamentals, you know, we have to keep in mind. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, you, you don't set up a trust to sell incense and oils out the back of your car. You know, the the, the whole purpose of doing this is, again, being able to manage and grow those assets, that, that trust property for the benefit of those beneficiaries. And I would think that, um, I mean, like I said, man, I, I'll leave it at that. But, you know, again, we we, we got enough um, representation on this line to at least have those types of discussions in our year. Good eye for that, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, it goes with what I was just saying, where, you know, I was mentioning before that, yeah, it's definite that we can um, – we can definitely get it going ourselves, and we yeah we can break kind of break down the uh, you know the fundamentals and the mechanics of the whole particular thing. That's something that we can go ahead and go do. Now my my thing is this is where my issue is is because um, now if we can go ahead and go do that, what that's just basically uh, this is the way I'm looking at it. And, you know, I just definitely want to hear your brother's perspectives on it, is now these brothers who are not present at the time, you know what I'm saying, do you guys think that it's going to allow them now to kind of miss out on this type of information and as well as if we go ahead and go forward with this, like you said, you know, as brothers here can get it going or whatever the case may be. But uh, what what about the situation when they when they begin to come back? That's uh, one of my main questions because um, you know there's no question we could definitely get it going between us three and set it up. From what I'm thinking, I'm I'm understanding that we can, like the brother mentioned, and you guys I guess are saying is that uh, we can start it off, and then I guess um, they can come in and you know fill in where where necessary if I'm if I'm understanding that correctly. But you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. So you said you were gonna say something? Yeah, bro. Yeah, I think what I think what Minister Lynn is basically saying is instead of us actually like putting things into operation, like create uh I guess you could say creating the in, creating the entity with the uh with the intention of actually applying it why don't we go ahead and just, like, say, for instance, you remember how when Brother Priest had started telling us about how to create entities, and he went over the SS form, and he broke that whole system down? Okay, well, we can take that same, let's take that same narrative and say, for instance, since we're on this line, I think most of us have already um, uh, been taught by Brother Priest in regards to setting up a charitable trust. So if we're going to set up a charitable trust, and I'm saying that, oh, let me say it this way, we don't have to set up one to actually go out and use it. We can talk about the mechanics because, to be truly honest with you, there's a whole lot of things um, that comes with that. Like, I'll say this briefly. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the um, I know that Brother Priest mentioned to us several times ago, um, sometime before, about the 1023 form in regards to um uh what is the thing called tax exemption and 
I just found out maybe a week and a half ago, and I meant to talk about this like two weeks ago. I'll say about a, not two weeks ago, about a week and a half ago. I meant to talk about this a week and a half ago um, that they actually come, I guess you can say, they streamlined the 1023 form, whereas in once upon a time it was like 30, I think it was like 33 pages, depending on uh, what you actually needed out of that. Now they 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 like literally uh, um, streamlined it to just three pages. It's a 1023EZ. Uh, you can check the IRS.gov site uh, and look up 1023EZ, uh, and it's like three pages now. I don't know why it's so short. I think it's something that we definitely need to look into. But I'm just giving you an example of what. Uh, uh, the brother is saying so that, you know, what you're actually asking is what were brothers starting to come in? Well, it's nothing for us to go back in and break down what we've already kind of discussed because all we are doing is just discussing it. It's nothing that we're actually putting into, um, it's nothing that we're actually putting in the practice, uh, putting in the application right now because we don't even know exactly what we're going to do. But we can still talk about you know, different things in terms of how to set this up, how to set that up, go through the motion, set this up. Uh, we can talk about setting up, um, uh, um, what's those things called, uh, an S-Pack or Super Pack or something like that. You can talk about going through the mechanics of setting those things up, actually applying or filling out the forms, come back to class and talk about it, say, oh, this is something that we want to pursue or this is not something that we want to pursue. I I think that's what the brother is actually getting at. Brother uh, Lynn, is that what you're getting at, brother? Ta-da. That would be uh, that would be a great start. Okay. And I, I actually will be <laughs> actually will be really interested in in reviewing those um, those IRS forms. So. Yeah, I I, I definitely would myself. Um, I just give you a heads up. If you and you know what, now that I think about it, I think this is the perfect time to actually talk about it. I mean, we can talk about this week. Here's what I think that we should do, considering the fact if we're going to talk about them, if we're going to talk about them, I would like for us to bring forth the 1023 as well as the 1023 EZ, so that you guys can see the difference between the two and. What I also want us to do is be able to go through each of those questions because I realized with 1023, they want you to literally break down what you're going to do in your organization. Like they, they with the 1023, they structured the application to literally get into the depth of what it is that you plan on doing with your charitable organization, which I mean wouldn't brother. be any different than this. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. No, nah, you just, man, <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we, we have to have those detailed conversations because you just said something. You just said something, and the Lord just hit me like, <laughs> oh, my God. So check this out. And this is just 
uh, uh, I mean, maybe everybody on the line knows this, but I, this was just a revelation for me. So part of the reason why those um, charitable organizations, everybody set, sets those up, and why they're why you why they actually have a favored um, uh, tax status mm-hmm. is because think about it. The whole purpose of the public with respect to the U- U.S. corporation is for the administration for the beneficiary of these of these uh, 13th, 14th Amendment citizen wards. They're basically wards. Right. The whole purpose of that, they are operating in an administrative capacity over everything that you can think of. So if you set up a charitable um, uh, organization, or a charitable trust to address, um, I'm, I'm sorry, a nonprofit or charitable to address um, a, I would say, a, uh, a, a recognized uh, cause or objective. That's basically them them offloading their fiduciary responsibility to you for that for that particular context. Right. So it's almost like a damn. It's not necessarily like a franchisee, but it's it's similar in the sense that it's it's like an outsourcing. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Formally outsourcing. That's exactly you're right. Uh, they do that in public administration. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I. I man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That. That. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That. That. That kind of opened my eyes with some stuff. I yeah. Yes, sir. And I think that's what the brother was saying, brother. So we can, from what I gather Minister Nim was addressing, yeah, with us three on here, we can actually, we can have these, we can have these roundtable talks. Um, we can, I guess now with the discussion that we're having now about the things that we need, we can have, there's so many different things that we can touch on within the next, uh, we are July, August, September, October, November, December, about next five, four months. I mean, and it would, I mean, it would prepare us for, I don't know, way up until next week, uh, next year. But between that time, I mean, I do agree that there's some things that we do need to um, get familiar with because I know that there's some things that we may want to pursue. And um, there are some things that me and you, uh, Minister uh, Robert, have talked about that I think now if we go ahead and we address them here, I'm pretty sure that we'll all have a chance to um, have um, the mindset to apply these things with ease. Because I know there were some things that we may have not necessarily been sure about, and I think that's all of us. Uh, but now is the time to get the answers that we need from each other. Um, so uh, that's how I feel about it, brother. I, and and I'm, you know, like I said, I I was putting it in a way, brother uh, Lynn, that he understand because I didn't want to mis you know misinterpret what you were saying. But uh, brother Robert, I think that's what he was getting, at, and I yield, brother. It's it off for that, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. If you, you know, if brothers want to go ahead and start, you know, working on this now. Uh, hey, man, let's let's get it let's get it cracking. It's not it's nothing to me. My my whole thing was was just looking at it 
because the initial intent was to uh, just have it as a group effort. But right. uh, hey, you know what I mean? You know, like Brother Priest did mention before, you know, like kind of miss out on it, missed out on it. You know, I was kind of being a little bit empathetic toward, uh, you know, the brethren because, you know, just making sure that when we start, you know, sparking it up, you know, it might not, um, it, it might kind of, um, like, I'm not saying that the brothers, and I'm not trying to put myself on a high horse. We're all, we're all learning this together. We're all in different de- developmental phases and stuff like that. But, um, you know, in their individual development, you know, um, they're going to miss out on a lot of these type of things. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that they're doing it intentionally for any intentional purpose. Maybe something happened, maybe, uh, you know, emergency or something like that may have happened. But um, this is why I guess Priest always emphasizes the importance of uh, us in classes uh, mm-hmm. because you never know what will be uh, disseminated in the classes. So, I mean, you know, we can get the thing going right here. It's, it's nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can definitely work on it, and I'll just open the floor to you brothers, and then we just, you know, throw in a couple of things here and there, and we just go with it. Um, following on the record, this is uh, Brother Cedric, and I also want to add that they went down, excuse me, I think they went down on the uh, fee, Remember, um, Minister Priest mentioned to us some years ago that the, for the um, uh, letter of determination for the uh, 1023 form, it would be, I think it would be $400 if you planned on making $10,000 within the first year of operations, and $800 if, it was, if your organization was not going to make $10,000 within the first year. Well, they cut it down to 600 and something odd dollars uh, from the last time I saw it. That was, like a couple, that was like a week and a half ago. I mean, it was like uh, 600 and something odd dollars, which is a $200 difference, obviously. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it can help a whole lot of people out. Um, that's something else I just wanted to add. Um, keep in mind, if this is something that the first thing if this is the first thing that we're going to discuss, which I, I'm hoping that it is, um, I just want to prepare you guys that there is there's a whole lot of different things in there. Um, uh, asking about race, how the organization organization is going to deal with discriminatory policies, um, how the organization is going to deal with um, uh, uh, race in terms of who the organization is going to be catering to, what races that you're going to actually, you know, be catering to. And I'm going to tell you, I struggled with that. Um, I struggled with that when I first did the forms because when I looked at the forms, they acted in such a way where it's kind of like you kind of, if you're setting up something right then and there, or if you haven't necessarily thought about it before and you put something down, you kind of put yourself in a hot seat with the IRS because then you do something and they say, well, okay, well, you didn't say that you were going to do that when you turned in the form. 
And it's almost kind of like you don't really know what you're going to do when you first start. You know, all of this stuff is I'm glad that now we're in a position where um, we can address these things because we do need to know what we are going to do before we pursue any of these entities. And it ain't just the business ones. It's things like this. Um, Even with a business, you still have to figure out who you're willing to serve and who you're not willing to serve. Um, but, yeah, that's just something I just want to throw out there. And I yield. Right, so, um, Sorry, brother, my father. All right, so this is this is our plan. So this this is my question. And, again, I, I, I like that, <coughs> man. So, you know, my apologies if, if I'm going, like, to the white meat. But so here's here's the thing. If you're setting up a and I'm using this um uh, using these terms loosely. I'm using these terms loosely. If you're setting up a um a, a private trust organization or um what in some circles, I guess some sovereign circles would be considered a, a common law trust, how much disclosure is required when you're dealing with the IRS. I mean, because because here's my thing. If if that entity from from my understanding the only time that you have to deal with uh uh tax ID is if you have fiat that that's you know flowing through there. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're essentially operating in the private, you got an umbrella, and then you have a subsidiary subsidiary trust that you're using as like I mean basically a straw man for that for that particular trust. How descriptive do you need to be to the IRS because that that entity is essentially. Uh, tax-free entity. Right. So so my question is, is how much disclosure is required with respect to these forms that you're filling out? I'm telling you, well, here's the thing, brother. I think that's something that we kind of do need to look into together because if, if I'm just telling you, I don't think you'll probably get it because there's a lot of questions on there. There's a lot of questions on there. And I, I, let me say, I'll say, I will say this. Majority of the questions deal with um, obviously finances. Um, you know um, how you know how are you going to pay the people uh, who are part of your organization? Or are many of the people who are in your organization are they relatives? Are they not relatives? You know who's the highest paid person? You know in the organization. Um, like I said before, uh, discriminatory policy. Um, um, of course, the usual um, um, conflict resolution and uh, clause and things like that. I think every, that's pretty standard. Um, as far as uh, what, how much they need to know, I'd have to honestly say, brother, that I think that's something that we that's better best answered if we look at it together. Because I couldn't necessarily tell you off the back of my head. Okay. So so it sounds like to me 
that maybe the first order of business is to get that to 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 get um our hands on that documentation and then work from right to left meaning right. the questions that they're asking uh collate those into our own checklist or template mm-hmm. make sure we um answer those and then those are uh, those going to our template for our, our fictitious trust because they're basically telling you how to organize it. You just got to, instead of going from, from left to right, you got to go from right to left. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that is a coincidence, but because <laughs> Hebrew, Hebrew is read from right to left. So, but yeah, that, that, that works. Okay. Okay. So, so it sounds like we got an agenda item for next meeting. Yes, sir. I'm excited because, like, when I first started doing it, and I think I may have mentioned it to, uh, I think I may have, mentioned, um, may have mentioned it to Brother Robert that there was some things on there. Well, let me also say that the form is broken down into uh, various parts, and the reason why it was 33 or 32 pages at first is because, like I said, it was broken down to various parts. Uh, they had a part in there about church. They had a part in there about education. They had a part in there about um, uh, fraternal orders, organizations, Rotary Club. Well, I don't think Rotary Clubs. I think that's 501c4. Um, and there was something else. But you'd only need to fill out the form or fill out the forms or the part of the forms that would apply to what it is that you're doing. And from what I remember Minister Priest mentioning to us, we set up the charitable, organiz- charitable, charitable organizations. I think he will be more inclined to a church. Um, and if you pay attention to some of the information that he gave us when we were in Detroit, a lot of those things were relative to churches. Um, and considering the fact that we're, all, we're already going through our ordination as ministers, I would assume that would be the case. Um, just preparing you guys for the church part is fairly, I, I think the part about the church is fairly easy. Most of the questions that they ask on there are things that we actually discussed in Detroit. So it really, it will come to no shock to you guys is what is on the form. Um, oh, and I will say this for the record because I know that in the future maybe we'll have some third-degree students in here. Um, there is this <laughs> there is this myth um, that has been circulating in the uh, Hebrew Israelite community, the Kemetic community, the Black community about five hundred one c three and how uh, the IRS controls what you actually uh, teach. In the organ, what you teach in your organizations, or what kind of information you're supposed to say in your organization. And brother, let me just tell you that that is a big fat lie. <laughs> That's a big fat lie. When you read the forms, it's so. I'm gonna say this to you. It's amazing how um, our people can uh, get a hold of information and don't necessarily thoroughly check this stuff out, especially if it's going to be for their benefit. They don't check this stuff out thoroughly. 
um, because I don't see how it, you know, with all the years that that information, you know, 501c3 information has been around, it's been here obviously longer than I have, I'm still trying to figure out how did that information about the IRS being able to control what pastors do in the church and what they're not able to do in the church, how did that get perpetuated in our community? And why that lie was, you know, uh, able to last so long because when you read those forms, brother, it doesn't say anything about the IRS telling you what you can teach and what you uh, cannot teach. What they ask you is what are you going to teach? They're asking you what you're going to teach. They're not telling you. They're asking you, just like they're asking you what kind of money is going through the organization. So I'm not, you know, one of the things I'm learning now is, Reading is fundamental, and if you don't read it yourself, you will fall for a whole lot of um, misinformation, which is why I I didn't necessarily want to go too much into the questions regarding how much information is supposed to be disclosing, because I wanted us to be able to read that and then answer that together. But as far as them telling us what we can be able to teach, that is not what they do. You won't find that question anywhere on the form. I just wanted to put that on the record because that has been something I have been seeing flying across Facebook for years. And I'm like, well, why do these people keep saying this? And why do the people who are in these organizations keep applying for 501c3 if you, you know, if you know this is true? Like, if you know, if you think this is true, why do you keep applying for it? You know, understand what I'm saying? But I just want the record to reflect that that's not true, and I yield. Well, yeah, I think it just sounds like uh, a couple of things. Definitely, well, one, one thing we, we already know that here in the nation about the IRS is uh, their their uh, position in in the matrix. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things it definitely sounds like is that. Sounds like a couple of people who obviously just are passing on some type of um uh you know, you know, just passing on something without actually even doing it. Uh like yeah. you just mentioned, and it just makes sense. I mean, we, we understand here about the IRS when it comes to not meddling into uh, you know, certain type of, you know, jurisdictions and all this other type of stuff and everything like that and not uh, being stringent on who says what and who does this and all this other type of things. I think what they're probably getting confused is potentially that the jurisdictional issue. That's potentially what I'm thinking that why they're passing it wrong. I think it's just a, a matter of confusion on their part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely what it is. But um, yeah, man. I mean, hey. Um, so okay now. With everything being said, so we, so to say this play, what we're gonna do here is to basically touch on this public and private trust things, as well as questions on how we can go ahead and effectuate it and things like that. Is that what I'm getting correct? Sounds okay with me, brother. Um, is that something that we uh, that we're going to do tonight, or is that something you want to do next week, or? Um, uh, I mean. Yeah, we can still, you know, but one of one of the things I would like to do myself, I don't have, 
I don't have access to the computer. I'm still in the process of trying to uh, acquire one. So what we okay. could do is a situation where, uh, you know, it's, it's probably going to be you, brother. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's probably going to be you. Because uh, I understand that. I think Minister Lynn is usually a little bit busy or traveling and stuff like that myself. Don't have the uh, means this time. So maybe it could be a situation to where uh, you can kind of like, uh, you know, because you, you had gone through it some part of the process already. So um, maybe it'd be a situation where we put our minds together and, um, we, uh, you know, we just look at those things and strategize and work those kinks out or whatever the case may be. So uh, would you mind doing that, brother? Or? Okay, I need to ask you exactly what is it that I'm I'm doing because oh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you're going in and out. I'm sorry. That's why I couldn't hear you. No problem, brother. Now, you had mentioned the 1023 and the 2023-EZ, correct? Yes, sir. And, yeah, we was just, uh, well, you yourself and Brother Minister Lynn were just uh, chopping it up about it. And uh, Minister Lynn asked questions. So I'm assuming that maybe we can kind of, like you said, once we go ahead and see those see those forms, whatever the case may be, I'm, I, I think I could be able to check it out on my own. My own. But maybe mm-hmm. perhaps that we can all, you know, pull this type of thing up and we can see exactly what you, you're stating. You know what I'm saying? Fine. So okay. this way we'd be all on the same page and we can see what it is and try to work on, you know, the strategies or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Okay. So basically you just need me, like, on the day, you need me to pull up the forms and things like that? And then yeah, just, yeah, just so like, well, we we you know, I guess don't would make any sense, but uh, you know, we just uh look at the forms collectively, and uh, okay. you know, we just check these type of things out, and then we try to go as we go along. What do you think about that, Mister Nick? Shalom. Uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, again, um. You know, it's hard to move as a unit when we're not of the same mind. And so at least going through that uh, exercise would definitely help to get everybody else's awareness um, on the same page. So um, it makes a lot of sense to me. Hey, you. Okay. Yes, sir. Good off for that, brother. All right, man. So I'm in the green. I've been in the whole time uh, in the chat. I just was able to finally get through. Okay. Oh, okay, bro. That's what's up. That's what's up, brother. Yeah, everything good? I was here last. I was, yes, I was here last week in the chat. So if you uh, you were asking about me, so I was. It kept cut. I would dial in, and it kept uh, cutting me off. So. Okay. Yeah, so. I, okay. I, I've been yeah. listening the whole time. Got you, brother. I'm glad that you, you know, you're here, man. Making sure everything is good, man. You don't miss like two days in a row, brother. So making sure everything's all right. Um, just giving you. I know you probably heard everything. We just uh, starting to go into. Uh, we were just well. First of all, we were trying to, uh, you know, find out how we were going to go ahead and approach the classes, being that you know we had the parties that we did have, and we were just going into how we were going to go ahead and. Uh, 
effectuate that. And the brothers came up with the position that, you know, us now, now with you here, us four can be able to go ahead and, uh, effectuate this thing as well as, uh, you know, produces some things or projects or whatever the case may be. And then when the other brothers come back and we start getting the ball rolling and be able to disseminate some information where we come to find out and uh, do some uh, research and, uh, you know, uh, creating a study group. Uh, I'm glad you're here, brother. So, um, so I guess we'll just go check out the 1023 right now. Uh, just pull that up and then I'll, I'll let, you know, just, I guess what we can do, let me see. Hmm. We all check at the 1023. Maybe what will happen is like, uh, myself or, you know, uh, brother, minister Shedrick can kind of go through the form and, you know, all right, we'll just pull it up. Let's pull 1022. Hold on a second. Come on, brother. Minister Cedric, when you called on me last week, I was trying to uh, come in, but I was unsuccessful. He asked if I had anything to. Okay, so you you had heard me last week when I kept calling you brother. Yeah, I was I was saying that uh, when I first came in, I was in the chat today trying to get in, and last week I was in the chat trying to get in, but I didn't get in until after the uh, call ended. Oh, okay. Because I I mean you know I just want to cover myself. You know I. I called on you several times last week, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, he didn't say anything, so I didn't, you know, and I didn't honestly didn't think to check the chat or whatever because I'm so used to being on the phone in third degree. I usually just use chat most of the time if I'm in my, if I'm conducting my class, but I'll make a habit to, you know, do it when I'm here so that I know. Um, but for the most part, brother, um, no, that's, I, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I you know, I I didn't even know you were here last week, but now I, I know you're here, you know, now. Okay. Okay. Now, it's going to be a little difficult for me because, you know, I got to kind of hold the phone and go back and forth with the, uh, with the uh, documentation. So I'm just going to get this on speaker and... Uh, look at some of these things here. Um, so right now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm thinking um, this is, well, this is the instructions for Form 1023-EZ. Um, okay, you're looking at the 1023-EZ? Yeah, the EZ. Well, you want to go? You want to go start with the twenty-three? Uh, just the ten twenty-three, brother. I think you would probably want to. <laughs> All right, Let, go go ahead, brother. Go in, go in, bro. Okay. Not the so, floor. Pull it up a little bit more. Okay, so uh, ten twenty-three. Um, this is the very first. This is the regular form. 
I do want to say that now it's 28 pages. It used to be 30-something pages, but they altered it because they took out the um, they took out the fee page. I think it was a two-part page, and they took that out. And there was another page. I can't necessarily remember what it was, but um, now they narrowed it down to uh, 28 pages. Um, basically, the first page deals with the standard uh, identification of the applicant. You know, they're asking you what the name of the organization is or what the name of your charitable trust is or, you know, what have you. Um, they need the mailing address. Um, they, you know, and if it's a P.O. box, they need the room or the suite. Um, you also would need the employee identification number. Um, you can fill that out when you get your SS form. Um, you have your city and town, your state and country and zip code. And then you have the month of the annual accounting period in. Basically, if you register, if you get an EIN number, um, I'm assuming you'd want to be able to start it on the fiscal year, uh, or you can start it according to how we set it up in, that, uh, in the nation when we're doing, you know, uh, uh, the accounting period for the nation in terms of our um, um, accounting period or fiscal year would be, I think, May uh, for the April 1st to May 25th. I think that's what it is. Um, going going forward, you have your primary contact, and then you have um, or the authorized representative of the charitable organization. You have your phone and your fax, and they ask the question to number seven: um, Are you represented by an authorized representative, such as an attorney or accountant? And you can answer yes or no. Yes. If yes, provide the authorized uh, representative's name and, uh, and the name and address of the authorized representative's firm. That's if you have a, a, an attorney as your authorized representative um, or the trustee, rather. Um, number eight asks, is, was a person who is not one of your officers or directors or trustees, employee, employees, or an authorized representative listed 9-7, paid or promised payment to help plan, manage, or advise you about the structure or activities of your organization or about your financial or tax matters? If yes, provide the person's name and address of the person's firm and the amount paid or promised to be paid and describe the person's role. So basically they want to know, you know, if it's an attorney, you ask what, you ask what their role as a trustee or an authorized representative is and how you're going to pay them. They need to, you know, show proof of your payment or the proof of how you're going to pay them. Um, number nine, A and B, it refers to the web, uh, the organization's website and the organization's email, and that's optional. But the organization's website is not optional. Um, number 10, certain organizations are not required to file an information return form 990 or form 990EZ. If you aren't if you are granted tax exemption, are you claiming to be excused from filing Form 990 or Form 990EZ? If yes, explain. See the instructions for the description of organization not required to file Form 990 or, 9, or Form 990EZ. Um, I know that Minister Priest had um, spoke to us in regards to the 990 form and what that actually deals with. 
um, and that deals with the uh, uh, with the financial matters or on the, uh, financial information, and considering how you set your you set up your charitable organization, whether it be for education or uh, charitable, uh, for uh, education or religious, you want to be able to give them. Uh, I guess you could say what part of the code enforces the idea that you have to either file the Form 990 uh, or 990-EZ or not file the Form 990 or 990-EZ. Number 11, uh, state date incorporated if a corporation or forms if other than a corporation. You give the date, um, um, month, date, and year. And number 12 acts is were you formed under the laws of another country? If yes, state the country's uh, name. I think that's one of the things that I kind of struggle with, too, because I know we have, we're operating on the umbrella trust, and I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure out with that one, how would that work when the laws that you're under um, are governed by a private entity and not the country of the United States. So I think that's something we'll go into later, but that's number 12. Now, page two, this is the organizational structure, part two. And it, uh, these are the questions as follows. But let me also read at the very top of the form, you'll notice under organizational structure, it says you must be a corporation, including a limited liability company or incorporated association or a trust to be tax exempt. See instructions. Do not file this form unless you check yes on lines one, two, three, or four. Number one says, are you a corporation? If yes, attach a copy of your articles of incorporation showing certification of filing with the appropriate state agency. Include copies of any amendments to your articles to be sure they also show state filing certification. Number two, are you a limited liability company? If yes, attach the copy of your article's organization showing certification of filing with the appropriate state agency. Also, if you adopted an operating agreement, attach a copy, include copies of any amendments to your articles, and be sure they show state filing certification. Refer to the instructions for circumstances when an LLC should not file its own exemption application. Number three, are you an incorporated, unincorporated association? If yes, attach a copy of your Articles of Association, Constitution, or other similar organizing document that is dated and includes at least two signatures. Included, include sign and date copies of the amendment. 4A. Are you a trust? If yes, attach a signed and dated copy of your trust agreement. Included, include signed and dated copies of any amendments. And in Part B of Number 4, it states, have you been funded? If no, explain how you are formed without anything of value placed in the trust. Number 5, have you adopted any bylaws? If yes, attach a copy showing date of adoption. If no, explain how your officers, directors, or trustees are selected. Now, part three, it's a required provision in your organizing document. The following questions are designed 
designed to ensure that when you file this application, your organizing document contains the required provisions to meet the organizational test under 501c3. Unless you can check the boxes in both line one and two, your organizing document does not meet the organizational test. Do not file this application until you have amended your organizing document. Submit your original and amended organizing document uh, showing state filing certifications if you are a corporation or an LLC with your application. Number one, Section 501c3 requires that your organizing document state your exempt purposes, such as charitable, religious, educational, or scientific uh, or and scientific purposes. Check the box to confirm that your organizing document meets this requirement. Describe specifically where your organizing document meets this requirement, such as a reference to a particular article or section in your organizing document. Refer to the instructions for exempt purposes language. Um, location of purpose clause, page, article, and uh, paragraph. So that would be in um, your articles of uh, association. If you have a uh, if you have a trust, it'll be in your articles of uh, association, and it should be in your second. It should be in your second article. Is in regards to how you set that, um, in, in regards to the article of which you're going to use to answer number one. Number two, and this is three parts. Part A says, Section 501c3 requires that upon dissolution of your organization, your remaining assets must be ex used exclusively for exempt purposes, such as charitable, religious, educational, or scientific. Check the box on line 2A to confirm that your organizing documents meets this requirement by provision for the distribution of assets upon dissolution. If you rely on state law for your dissolution provision, do not check the box on line 2A and go to line 2C. If you check the box on line 2A, specify the location of your dissolution clause, page article, and paragraph. Do not complete line 2C if you check box 2A. Part C, see the instructions for information about the operation of state law in your particular state. Check this box if you rely on uh, operation of state law for your dissolution provisions and indicate the state. Part four of page two, narrative description of your activities. Using an attachment, describe your past, present, and planned activities in the narrative. If you believe that you have already provided some of this information in response to other parts of this application, you may summarize that information here and refer to the specific parts of the application for supporting details. You may also attach representative, copy, uh, uh, representative copies of newsletters, new brochures, and similar documents for supporting um, details to this narrative. Remember that if this application is approved, it will be open for public inspection. Therefore, your narrative description of activities should be through and accurate. So let me say this again. Remember that if this application is approved, it will be open for public inspection. Therefore, your narrative description of activities should be thorough and accurate. Refer to the instructions for information that must be included in your description. Part 5, compensation and other financial arrangements with your officers, directors, trustees, employees, and independent contractors. Okay, so part one of part five, it states that you need to list the names, titles, and mailing addresses of all your officers, directors, and trustees. For each person listed, state, state their total annual compensation or proposed compensation for all services to the organization. 
whether it's an officer, employee, or other position. Use actual figures. If available, enter none. If no compensation is or will be paid, if additional space is needed, attach a separate sheet. Refer to the instructions for information on what to include as compensation. So there are these boxes on part five, one A, where you list all of the names, the titles, the mailing address, and compensation amount for each and every participant listed in those boxes. Part five, two uh, B, compensation and other financial arrangements with officers, with your uh, directors, trustees, employees, and independent contractors. This is con this is a continued part. List the names, titles, and mailing addresses of each of your five highest compensated employees who receive or will receive compensation of more than $50,000 per year. Use the actual figure, if available. Refer to the instructions for information on what to include as compensation. Do not include officers, directors, or trustees listed in line 1A. And they're asking for the distinction between the two because, as I said before we even got on this form, that they ask you you know, who you're paying, but they also want to know who are your highest paid employees. Part C says list the names, list the names, names of businesses, and mailing addresses of your five highest compensated independent contractors that receive or will receive compensation of more than $50,000 per year. Use the actual figure. If available, refer to the instructions for information on what to include as compensation that part, Part C, is reserved for people who may do independent contracting with your organization through an LLC, a corporation, a trust, or an estate. Um, but nonetheless, uh, the following yes or no questions relate to past, present, and planned relationship transactions or agreements with your officers, directors, trustees, highest compensated employees, highest compensated independent contractors listed in lines 1A, 1B, and 1C. Now, this is part 2A. Are you oh, – this is part 2, and it has three parts. Part A asks, are hey, brother. you oh, – Yes. Brother, I, I didn't want to cut you off, brother. Um, what I'm going to do is we'll read – I don't want you to be reading all night, you understand? So we'll read partial part of this, like this week, and then when you, you know uh, – you just feel like this, you know, falling back, and we'll just pick it up next week. Oh, okay, no problem. I mean, yeah, that's no problem. Um, yeah, because so, I don't want you to be reading it. You know, there's a lot of pages there and stuff like that, so I don't want you to be reading it. I got you. All right, my, my apologies, brother. Oh, it's no problem. Um, so what I'll do, uh, do you want me to just uh, postpone this part and then save it for next week, brother? Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's entirely up to you. If you want, you see something in there that you want to just bring out to us, uh, that you think could be an area of uh, something that. Shalom, brother. You're breaking up really bad. All right, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was saying like if there's anything going forward that you want to, um, that you think that is necessary for us to um, understand, uh, it's contingent upon yourself. Like if you want to um, go ahead and. Um, point it out, or do you want to, you know what I'm saying, you want to just um, uh, cease and desist? Well, I can hold off until next week, because I do, if you guys, you know, want to go over it yourselves, and then we can come back, and I guess we can say this would alleviate some of the reading, because okay. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot yeah. of reading. 
There's a lot of reading, brother. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of reading, but I will say this. It is something that is going to require us to individually read because we definitely Mm -hmm. need to brainstorm on how we answer these questions because as these Mm -hmm. pages go on, they get really in-depth into how you set this stuff up. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this ain't nothing compared to the two pages I just got through reading. They get really in-depth. So um, for the most part, I just, you know, the part that I did read was like three pages. This is the basic, you know, um, who you are, uh, the name of your business, and they basically want to know the financial structure of uh, the business in terms of who's getting paid, who's getting paid what, how everybody's getting paid. You understand what I'm saying? Because, again, this goes back to what Minister Lynn uh, talked about earlier, they want to know exactly what money is going through the organization. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But that's that's something we obviously can worry about a little bit later, but I'm glad that we're talking about it now. But other than that, I can hold off on this until next week and we can talk about it together. Okay. Right. Okay, yeah. Thank you for bringing that, brother. To die for that, brother. Um, uh, let's see. Any Anybody have any, like, questions or anything or Anything based upon that that was just brought out there? The information that the brother just dropped? I just have a comment. Um, again, it, it just underscores <laughs> it, it underscores what has been brought out before is that you, you got to have a very clear vision for what it is that you're trying to accomplish and you need to be able to express it. And going through this documentation, um, it it, kind of makes that painfully clear. And even filling out this form in itself is a competency hearing. So if you can't fill out this form, then you got to go back to the box until you you elevate your thinking to be able to do this. Because um, for the most part, that form is is essentially like a template for really what it is is a a, a template for self government. That's really what it is. Yeah, that's really what it is. So if you if you can't fill that out, then you, you know you, you you got some more some more expansion of your awareness that needs to occur, and that that's what this is for, and that's why we gotta you know take these um, you know this time that we have together to flesh out and be able to answer these questions amongst ourselves. I mean, I, you know, the, the thing with the with going through and reading that documentation is not because we're getting ready to figure it out or we're getting ready to fill it out. We're going through and reading the documentation so we can understand just how much thought has to go into this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. that's, the, that's the purpose of doing it. So, and, and again, it's a, instead of left to right, it's a right to left thing wherein, they're telling you you got to elevate to to be able to converse and interface with us on this level, and so once we know that, then we go back and you know on the um you know on the the back end, we start growing and fleshing out our own um you know set of uh, deliverables, and we make sure that at a minimum that they can answer and stand up to the scrutiny of that form. So. I, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a useful exercise, but uh, yeah, we're gonna definitely have to, um, you know, eat an elephant in, in, in chunks, man, one bite at a time, because 
that that's a lot to digest. By you. You ain't seen nothing yet, brother. <laughs> I had to say it that way because um, I know when I tried the first time with the form, I was just like, what the heck is this? And then it hit me that it was exactly what you said is self-government. And then uh, another thing that also hit me, and I think this is something that uh, we have to be very well aware of, because here's one thing I guess you can say to go ahead and try to set up an entity, but it's another thing to get prepared to file taxes on these things. And if we don't know how to, if you don't properly know how to file taxes, that's another reason why you shouldn't be trying to start a business because one of the things that I think a lot of our people, not even in the, uh, in the nation, I mean, when you hear about a lot of celebrities uh, getting in trouble with the IRS, um, most of it is due to them not necessarily understanding you know, how they are set up and organized and somebody not handling their affairs properly. And it's like you're going to, I guess you could say, do something like this. I think it would be one of those things where you really would have to go into it. And like you say, brother, not necessarily just jumping in and apply it, but read over it so that when you get ready to apply it, you can do it with some consistency because, if we go ahead and just jump into an entity right now and not knowing exactly who's going to file what when tax season comes, that is a whole nother thing that we're dealing with. You understand what I'm saying? That's a whole nother issue that, you you know, we didn't create it for ourselves. So um, I'm glad that we're using the time that, we're using, that we have now in order to discuss these things because it's important in our youth. Off for that, brother. Um, just wanted to throw something out there um, to any of the brothers. Um, you know, one of the things that I did do, you know, just piggybacking off what brother just said, one of the things that I wound up doing uh, actually last year was I actually took a tax course for H&R Block, and uh, they offer them for free now. So um, just check out in your local area. Um, you know, the tax classes. They have these uh, tax classes that you can take to go through the course. It's about, I think, what I mean, it was from late August all the way to November. I think it might have been, I don't know exactly how many weeks that was, but they do have a class, and I think that is equally important, specifically when you're doing certain things such as this, and as well as getting familiarized with a lot of the forms. And also later on down the road, when if, you know, like, you know, I'm presuming that this is going to be the situation, but when we have to dissolve this from this entity, you know, eventually, uh, you're going, that's where your tax information is definitely the understanding of, you know, how you deal with earned income and, you know what I'm saying, uh, different things like that, unearned income, earned income, and things like that is going to really come into place uh, when you go ahead and dissolve from the entity. So I just want to throw that out there. That could be something that your brothers could check out if you haven't already. Um, you have a lot, a lot of tax books. Free, brothers? 
I'm sorry, bro. You said H&R Block is doing it for free? Yeah, H&R Block. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. They, they, I think one of the entities was giving it out tax, uh, for free. I think mine, I paid $200, I think it was, for uh, this class. But I'm, I'm seeing signs around where a lot of these um, other tax places are doing it for free. But right. I did mine at H&R Block because, you know, there's a lot more people go to H&R Block, and it's pretty much, you know, a little bit well-known. And they're really in-depth, especially the teacher that I had. She was very, very in-depth. As a matter of fact, she was uh, actually um, really, really close. And I think she had some type of uh, workings with the Internal Revenue Service. So she was very, very informative in terms of understanding, you know, the tax terminology and uh, what type of things that, um, you know, the IRS looks for. And it was very, very informative. And that's definitely something that we could check out. And as a matter of fact, I think you guys might want to look into it right about now because the classes go from, like I said, my class was from August to November. So you can kind of like look into it right now. You could probably get yourself in that class and probably uh, do it before the tax season comes. So. I just want to throw that out there. I hear it. But, um, Brother Hakeem, anything you want to drop, brother? Oh, I was going to ask you, you said you did that class um, last year? That's when you first yeah. found out about it? Yes, sir. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think it was Minister Shedrick that had uh, took me off to the class. And I went ahead and uh, took it. So, yeah, that one. And then when I also, I had to doubly learn about the tax information uh, when I got my paralegal certification. So, you can't, it's definitely an important thing to definitely learn about, you know. So like the brother just mentioned, these type of things are very thorough. Both brothers mentioned these things are really thorough. So, um, but yeah, if you can jump into like uh, the H and R block, I think does it from August to November. I know they did here, so you can kind of check it. I would recommend H and R block. That's just my what I would recommend. I mean, you know, it's entirely up to you, but I think you might want to jump into classes. Um. Right about now, they usually have the classes probably running before uh, tax season begins. And some people go there to uh, be tax preparers, and others just go there just for the information. But it's uh, very, very useful information. So, yeah, you can check that out, brother. Well, actually, it's like a tax preparer class. Yeah, it's a tax preparer class, but you can utilize it. Uh, it depends on what you want to utilize it for. Use it to uh, prepare your taxes, uh, learn how to do your own taxes, uh, to do taxes for uh, other people. But it's, it's, it's good information for you to uh, learn for on your own. Plus, in those classes, they have you they have workbooks that you can go ahead and you do homework and you kind of fill out the um the forms, the 1040 forms and all these other different forms and stuff like that to teach you how to go ahead and fill those forms out and get familiarized with different forms. 
you know. So it's definitely something that you might want to check out. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to necessarily be a preparer. You know what I mean? They just do it to the general public and stuff like that to uh, to uh, do it. They do look for tax preparers. I mean, you definitely do that. Um, the pay is not you know too shabby, but I mean, if you got another source of um, revenue coming in, you know, it might be something that you might want to do for hands-on experience. Um, you learn a lot, though. You learn a lot about certain type of things. You learn a lot about it. Um, one of the other things that I want to get into is learn how to do it because you're doing the 1040s, but you also can do it for businesses and things of that capacity. So, um, but very good information. Oh, one, uh, I just also want to say this. Um, uh, what was it? We also, it would be definitely great one day uh, if we can go over the 1099 form. I um, was looking over it some time ago. Actually, last week I was looking over it. And... Uh, I found some very interesting um, information uh, regarding those 1099 forms. And, you know, it, I'm, I'm just going to say this because Brother Priest was on a call one day. We were in, uh, we was in fellowship. And I don't know how many people were on the call, but he mentioned something about, he mentioned something about this guy who had a car in a house and he lost both the car and the house in the bankruptcy because technically he didn't privatize it or technically he did not apply the exemption for it. And um, Minister Priest had mentioned the 1099 form. Now, uh, when he first mentioned it, I know he mentioned, you know, the 1099 form on several, uh, several occasions, but I never understood exactly why. But I was curious one day, and I looked into it, and there was some really uh, interesting information uh, regarding the 1099 and the different parts of it because it's broken down into various uh, parts, dealing with debt, dealing with um, uh, dealing with uh, uh, money you make as an independent contractor, money that, you, you know, uh, if you paid on a house, or bought a house, or sold a house, or something like that. Well, I'm thinking if you sold a house, you know, just 1099 form. There's so many different uh, things uh, regarding that 1099 form that you will, that we definitely need to go over, really need to go over, um, especially because I know in the future we'll all be doing the whole independent, independent contracting thing. I don't know necessarily when. Um, for most of us, but just in case, and considering the fact that this is the class where we're talking about these things, um, it will behoove us to actually go over those things as well. So uh, you're going to find a whole lot of information. I'm glad that we're having these talks now because I look forward to having these talks when we finally do. It's a wealth, it's a wealth of information out there, and uh, I'm just glad that we'll actually learn them together, as like we should have been attempting to do in the first place. But 
we have to figure certain things out, and um, and that's what it's all about. But other than that, I don't have anything much to say. And I yield, brother. And thank you for the information about the tax class. Good for that, brother. Anybody else? Anything? Rock? Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, definitely important that we, uh, you know, we go over these kind of things and stuff like that uh, to be able to, um, you know, definitely full-fledged, you know, uh, understand the jargon, understand the technicalities, understand uh, things that need to be put into in terms of your mentality and Mental prowess being put into uh, the formalization of what the entity that you're going to create. So it's definitely something that uh, you want to definitely check out, look into. So, um, yeah, me. Anybody else have anything you want to drop before we uh, turn? Great class tonight, by the way. for that brother um all right man so what we'll do is we'll come back next week um also and we'll i guess we'll go back into the 1023 again as well as any other particular thing that anybody wants to bring forward um to go ahead and uh you know effectuate and kind of um look into so without further delay I'll sign off. Brother Robert Ben Israel, Robert Judah. This has been Dirt Degree Aboriginal Academy class. The is July 10th, 2018. And I will sign off by saying shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom brother. Shalom. Thank you. <laughs>